Uh, I, I was wondering what your poker face looks like. I wanted to see if you if you just shoot it to me really quick, I'll describe it for people. I just always I always laugh, man. So no one knows let's, what let's to think. It. I'm always smiling. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's so just genius or uh, if that's terrible. It's yeah, it's <laughs> not the best. <laughs> timer welcome to the location indie podcast a behind the scenes unfiltered no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two fellas who are living that lifestyle i'm travis and i'm just glad that i can feel my hands and feet again <laughs> i'm jason we're the co-founders of the community location indie you can learn more at location indie com. we're all about location independence travel and community. Uh, Trav, I understand that you took a little bike ride yesterday in the freezing cold. Is this what you're referring to? It was more freezing than I even told you it would be. Um, Yes, that is what you're referring to. I have... I've literally never been this cold in my life. And come on. I, this is no hyperbole. This is uh, the, a man who's been all over the world in multiple climates, multiple situations. The, yeah, but typically, you know, I was thinking about that. And typically, we travel places that, that are warmer. Like, I was actually trying to think of a time where I had been this cold before and, and couldn't come up with anything. So, yeah, last night, there was a bike ride in Philly that was a holiday bike ride where, you know, you just got together, it was free with a group of people. Um, run by the Bike Coalition of Philly. So I was really excited about this. I saw this in Philly Mag. I'm like, this is great. We just got our house in Philly less than a week ago. I'm going to go on this. And, um, you know, you went around to see all like the, they took you around to see the different lights in the city, like the street lights and, and Christmas lights and everything. So I was very excited until yesterday, the temperature kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And everyone else who was thinking about maybe coming with me bailed until I was the last one. And, I thought it was 22 degrees Fahrenheit is is what I thought, which is still obviously very cold. Maybe you can put that into Celsius for us, Jay. That's what, negative seven Celsius-ish? Sure. Something like that. So I'm like, all right, this is very cold, but put on a bunch of clothes, had my cold weather biking gear that just came. So it's like fleece-lined pants and shirt, had two pairs of gloves, four pairs of socks, um, a hoodie. <laughs> so I had like, I had four layers on my top too. I had a, a t-shirt. A uh, long sleeve undershirt, a hoodie, and a down puffer jacket, and then the hoodie went over my head. And I had on a thermal hat for biking. And I'm like, "All right, I'm going to be good to go." 22, no big deal. Jay, we start biking. I'm like, "This is okay." Like it was cold, but it was okay. About 25 minutes into the ride, I thought, "This is this is awful." Um, no one was talking. There was like no cheer. You know, just following this one girl around the city. Literally, I, it was so cold. My my right hand and my right foot started getting really, really cold. I don't know why more than my left. And um, it was about an hour bike ride. We even cut it short. And I I thought that I was not going to make it. Um, when I had to <laughs> put my bike in, lock it up by the bar that we ended at, I, I couldn't feel my hand. You know when you when you're something's numb. So I I'm trying to lock my bike and I can't even feel my hand. Like I'm hitting it against the fence. And I'm like, I can't even feel this. So I was almost... Like, like to the point where there's a little panic setting in? Yeah. You're like, I mean, oh man, like am I going to have to cut off my hand? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. 
like put my lock in and everyone else is just it's like everyone's fending for themselves like locking their bikes and just trying to get into this bar i get in there my i I thought i'd have like instant relief but my hand my right hand and my right foot i don't know why they were colder than the left one i couldn't feel and um i i tried to go to the bathroom run under hot water there's only cold water then i felt like a sudden wave of kind of nausea and I had to go to the bar and I put my head on the bar because I couldn't even like, I thought I was going to throw up. It was very odd. And I just asked the bartender for water. I think I was like dehydrated, not like hyperventilating. Dude, it took me 20 minutes for me to feel my hand again. It was the weirdest thing. So I you thought- You could have been going into like, uh, what do they call that? Um, I Hypothermia. It, like it, you could have had hypothermia. I legitimately thought, I, I think I was in the- first stages of something because i couldn't couldn't talk to anyone i i was just pacing back and forth my foot was frozen so i'm like banging it against the bar like trying to like warm it up it was bad and then i thought there's no way it was 22 degrees it had to be cold on that so we looked and with the wind chill it was down to five degrees fahrenheit Mm, so i think that was the coldest i'd ever been that's like pretty scary actually i mean what you know, it's weird when you get into that group dynamic, too. It's like, oh, I'm already on it. So you just kind of keep going and everybody else is doing it. And it's like, it's easy to just kind of get to that state, you know? Yeah, I kept well, I kept thinking, is everyone else suffering like me? Am I just being a baby? And then sure enough, when we got in there and after 20 minutes where I could eventually like actually speak to people, um, people were like, yeah, I was freezing, too. So I think everyone was feeling the same way. But what do you do? I mean, obviously, we could have stopped and we knew we were going to be OK or I guess we thought we were. But I just kept pushing through thinking, you know, when I'm on Survivor, it's going to be a lot harder. It's not just going to be an hour. It's going to be 39 <laughs> yeah, days. I mean, also, like, yeah, I mean, maybe John Krakauer could write a book about this, like into <laughs> into thin city air, you know, Travis's, I, you know, emotional ride through the set. Well, you know what, dude, like. Anytime I'm in the city of Philadelphia or any city for that matter, that's uh, the concrete jungle, if you will. When it's winter in, in those cities, it just it feels extra cold. Like I think there's something about the concrete soaking up the cold and then like radiating it back into your bones at a at an extraordinary level. You know, I don't know. It it just feels well. Colder. If the wind's whipping through. You know, it kind of creates tones because you have these taller buildings, so it's kind of just whipping. Yeah, it was. I, I can honestly say that's the coolest I've ever been. I called Heather and was like, I can't bike back to ask. You're going to have to pick me up. And after two hours of being in the bar, eating some food, I then biked back and I was okay. I think the other problem was we we're going slow and, and kind of half stopping at different times. So when I biked back to our house, which was only like 15 minutes, I just biked as quick as I could. And it was an okay ride. And by the end of those 15 minutes, I was hurting, but it was okay because I had got the blood flowing. Just a combination of a bunch of factors. And it's weird because I was actually prepared too. Now, I didn't go out in jeans and like no gloves and think, oh, I'll be okay. I was prepared and I'd still hurt. So I could feel my feet. I'm here alive. We've got a lot of bike tours in location Indy. And yeah, maybe this is a prep for like a bike tour in the future, you know, or, you know, the elliptico ride or whatever. There's I mean, a lot know, we just... could do. I know people like Tom in, in location Indy. Tom Allen has biked through, I mean, like the Arctic, like different areas of Siberia and stuff like that. So obviously people do it in colder weather than this. I, I guess they just have warmer stuff or more prepared. I don't know what it is. I know some people are just gluttons for punishment in a way. You yeah, know, like not my me. sister does long distance running and I'm like, well, how can you do it? And she's just got the mental strength to do it. Maybe if you're listening to this, you're one of those. Like I so admire 
people that can push through an endurance type of situations like that. And I, I mean, I like to think I'm mentally tough and I've been through some stuff like everybody else, but like, um, that kind of but thing is, really you're, tests. You're probably not. And neither am I, right? <laughs> it, it, well, it tests your toughness in, in different ways. And also depends on like where your body's at then and like what kind of mood you're in and where you're, I mean, there's so many factors. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad that I see you through Skype right now holding a microphone and that all of your fingers are working and they're not like, blue or crusted or it, cracked off i was or worried i i legitimately was a little worried which which might be funny maybe i wasn't close to anything like bad happening i, I don't, don't know, know man but it sounds like it, you it, were you had some symptoms i had some symptoms well here's what i did when i got home and started thawing out i then watched a documentary which is pretty good called the barkley marathons about the hardest ultra race in the world and uh, these guys do 60 hours. They have to do 120 miles in Tennessee in this crazy way. It's a really cool thing. It's on Netflix. It's called the Barkley Marathons. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, here I am whining about one hour in the cold. And these guys are doing a 60-hour race and only 13 people have finished in like 25 years. It's crazy. Anyway, it's a very interesting documentary. Check it out. Um, all that is to say, though, that... I took the effort to go out, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this bike tour, Jay, was, you know, I'm new to Philly. Well, I mean, we're not even really technically living here, but I'm new to the area, and I thought one of the reasons I like having a city house is that you can do these meetups. Like, there, there's stuff always happening, you know, in Philly. It's a bigger city, especially in huge cities like New York and stuff. There's always stuff going on. And one of the things I was excited about was meeting people in person, taking advantage of this, going and doing stuff. And when everyone else was bailing on me on this bike ride, which I don't blame them, obviously, in hindsight, um, I, I wanted to go because I wanted to meet some other people, and I thought that would be cool, and I did meet some other people and, ha and had a decent time once you know we got to the bar and all of us could speak to each other. But <laughs> that kind of brings us to what, today's topic of, of like taking that effort to actually go and meet people, whether it's people you know or whether it's new people in real life because it's, it's a, you know, a lot of us kind of get wrapped up in this virtual world if you're working online, and it can become a little bit lonely and you have to force yourself to do this yeah i mean and this is for i mean if you're already working as somebody who's location dependent or you're working on a business you know you have to log a lot of laptop time because that's how these businesses are run that's how you can run them remotely is because you're running them online for the most part um if you haven't gotten into it yet you know maybe like me you had a job that was real social in the past or you have a social job now um, be prepared. I mean, we're trying to prepare you that you're going to log a lot of laptop time and it is going to get challenging in that way, especially if you're used to being around a lot of people. And I mean, there are so many reasons, Trav, why it, it's so worth it to take the effort to get together with people. And like, I don't know, this sounds pretty simplistic right now. I mean, certainly going out of your front door and like meeting people down the road isn't too hard. But when you talk about like, hey, should I invest money to go to this particular conference or should I, you know, fly over here to meet this person or should I drive 400 miles to go to this, um, one thing that like a small group of people I know, like barely know on Facebook or whatever are putting together. I mean, it could be anything. And I mean, I think you and I both agree that 95% of the time it's worth it. I don't, I don't know that again. That's scientific number. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, it's vetted by the University of Pennsylvania's uh, scientific research center. Um, I would highly agree. I, I think, though, 
one thing, not that you were wrong in what you were saying, but one statement that maybe it's true for you, but not for me, even though I like meeting people, probably even more than most people enjoy meeting other people, is that you said, oh, yeah, sometimes it's really easy just to go out your front door and go to this little thing. I find that not to be true a lot of times. Yeah, I, I mean, logi- logistically, logistically it's you easy. are right. I, yeah. I, but I find so many people, even people that have spent money to go to conferences and and they go to stuff like the World Domination Summit, which both of us love. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar with that, uh, Google World Domination Summit, it'll come up. It's awesome. It's this big conference in Portland every year. So people will spend all this money and, and fly all from all over the world to go to this conference. And then they come home and they lose that feeling and they think, oh, I, you know, I'll, I'll go next year. But there's so much stuff you can do in between. So I do think the key is is kind of taking these maybe big steps by going to a conference or going to a bigger meetup or going to a group gathering or something like that. And that's all great. But also then trying to find the local opportunities that kind of keep you going throughout the year and between those bigger things that you're doing. And personally speaking, I think that I did a very bad job of it in 2016, just seeing people, whether they be other entrepreneurs I'm already friends with, or whether they be meeting new people, I kind of feel like this year... This past year, I, 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 it's not that I did it on purpose and I isolated myself, but when I was talking to our other buddy, Matt, I said, yeah, I, I don't feel like I've really met many new people or, or seen even old, old friends. And, you know, that happens and years go by, but I, I want to start making more of an effort. I think some of that just comes from like planning and scheduling of buying that ticket and say, I'm going to this and I'm going to this and I'm going to this and planning it a little out, which, you know, I'm not typically good at. Well, I'm glad that, especially since you're telling me that you don't think you were very good at it this year, that you and Heather and your family even made the effort, your parents made the effort to come out to Norway and hang out, which um, is true. was super fun, super memorable. We got we cracked up a bunch, had some good times, got a lot of work stuff done too, which we did like good old fashioned, like, hey, we're going to go to a cafe and like just use a pad and paper. We're going to sit in this park and like brainstorm this stuff or whatever. I mean, we can gonna go into, yeah, a lot of ping pong. I mean, we can go into the value of, you know, meeting up and going to these types of things from a business standpoint in a minute. But I mean, even like, even us, like, well, first of all, I mean, we should, if somebody doesn't know, like we, we run this community together, Location Indie. We have the Paradise Pack Project. We do a bunch of stuff together with our individual sites where we're like always kind of combining forces and doing different things to help each other out. We, and, we um, talk on Skype or text probably at least five times a week yeah and we met at a conference that's true <laughs> the origin I mean, story yeah we i mean if, if you haven't heard it before and if you have we'll give you a quick rundown we didn't know each other both grew up in philadelphia area but not really that close to each other an hour away uh different generations because one of us is older and so we met at this conference and, uh, you know, just happened to be at the same breakout session and we started talking, you ran a travel site, I ran a travel site, sat next to each other and just stayed in contact. But if we had never gone to that conference and it, I, I think it's like two and threefold really of how this ended up becoming a, a, a business partnership that, and, and friendship that has worked is first, if we had never gone to the conference, we wouldn't have met each other. Okay. That's, that's obvious. So that's kind of the first step you have to take actually committing to going to something. Second, you know, you could go to that and still not talk to people and still not put yourself out there much. And I don't know who first talked to who. I mean, it was both probably tried to talk over each other when we first started, right? And then so that's second. And then the third part was not leaving from there and saying, well, 
well, I mean, he's got a lot going on because people fall in this trap. Well, they've got a lot going on and we just met and it was cool, but whatever, like no big deal. You know, someone then has to reach out again and keep that momentum going. And I think that can often be the ma- the biggest obstacle to building longer lasting relationships with people is that then when you leave, even if you've had a great time, people are like, well, eh, well, maybe they'll reach out to me. You know, you just get complacent. And I think that that's something you have to push past. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just like business. You know, nothing's going to happen unless you're taking action consistently. And sometimes that's one of the hardest actions to take, right? You're like, eh, I don't want to bother that person or, oh, we didn't really, you know, meet for that. I mean, you can like psych yourself out because it could be scary to to meet somebody in the first place or to reach back out to them if you only had a brief meeting. You know, I remember being um, even a little, and I called Travis and we talked about, started talking about business and stuff. Like, I mean, we met at the conference, but we hadn't had that much time together. I mean, we sat together for a couple things. Like, you know, who knew if like it was going to go, but you never know. And so you start reaching out and like, you're like, oh, like, yeah, we're having a really good time. Like this <laughs> sounds like you're dating or something, you know, but like it can be, intimidating is the point to, 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 to meet somebody in the first place, but also like you said, to reach back out. And I think, um, just taking action and doing it, you know, the whole episode is kind of geared around this idea that why it's always worth it. And we do think it's always worth it because so much can come out of it. And it's stuff that you don't even know until you know, and that can be in hindsight, you know, three or four or five years later, you're like, wow, I'm glad I went to that thing because through you, I've met like a bunch of other people that have, you know, become like Matt, you mentioned like our mutual friend, he's become a good friend. He, he moved out to Colorado. So we were sharing a little bit of time there together. And I mean, we've each introduced each other, different people that we've become friends with and also that have helped us with our businesses. So, like we brought different people on the team, like from your your network and my network. So um, I don't know. It's something you connect- can't really put a, any type of price tag on. And yeah. I think that unless you actually strategically sit down and think about it, and, and maybe that's what one of the takeaways that I want people to do today, we'll give you a few other ones like systematic, hey, here's what we think you should do to take action on this. But one of the big takeaways is sit down and think about a connection that you've made somehow. Probably, you know, I would urge you to think of one that you've made in person. And then just sit down and think of what spawned off that because it's probably much more than you even realize. Even if it is like for Jason and I, oh, well, we've run all these projects together. Like that's the the, the core, the first level. We've run all these projects together. We're business partners. We're friends. We've hung out. We've traveled together, all that kind of stuff. So that's like the immediate thing. But as you mentioned, Jay, when, when you kind of look at then the second circuit, like, oh, well, we have these other friends. Some of them were yours first. Some of them were mine first. Some of them we met together. And then like their people they've introduced us to. And then projects we've gotten tied into because of that third circle and that fourth circle. And so when you start looking at what one singular interaction and person that you've met leads to, it, it really is this crazy web, you know, the whole six degrees of separation stuff. And so, I mean, that's why it's worth it. Um, because you don't know what's going to come of it, but it's so much more than you actually probably realize. So, so try to do that activity. Just think of one relationship you have or one interaction you've had and what has that spawned off that maybe isn't really top of mind, but has led to other things. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even if nothing like quote unquote comes of it or whatever, it's not like we're out, you know, getting, going to these things so we can like, 
meet people and then quantify it somehow from a business perspective. It's like, cause we've had plenty of interactions. I know, uh, like any other human being at conferences in various places where, you know, maybe it's just a one-time thing, but like you have a nice conversation or you sp- share space together. I mean, that's just being human. And I mean, that's another reason why yeah, you get to be human y- when you meet people in real life. Yeah. That's I mean, thing. a real life yeah, I mean, person. That's, that's, that's the main thing because you do get burnout working online and it's like, it's really easy to be like, okay, Um, maybe I shouldn't go to this thing because these two hours, I really got to get this, this, and this done. But like going and interacting and being in the world is giving you a lot of value. That's really hard to quantify. And like, it it can, it can fuel your creativity. I mean, like we've talked about that in the past with travel and everything like that. There's all these sort of intangibles that just getting out there and hanging out can do. And I mean, I think Trav, if you're thinking about, I want to get your thoughts on this. If you're thinking about, investing in a, you know, some of these things cost money, like whether it's a conference or whether it's like going to visit a, a friend or a group of people that you might have to fly to or like drive to or whatever. Um, there are expenses that, uh, that can accumulate because of that. And I think if you're trying to decide like, Hey, should I go to this thing or should I go do this? Or is this going to be worth my time or whatever? And you're thinking about it from the monetary perspective, I think it's good to not think about it too much actually. And just kind of, touch in with like the general vibe of the thing you're considering and whether that's just a meetup at your front door or like a, a far away like conference, like you mentioned WDS where we had to fly there and buy a ticket and stuff like that. It's like if the general vibes like, Hey, I kind of dig like what something about this is speaking to me. I feel like I'm going to meet some like-minded people. I feel like this is going to be cool. Even if it's scary to go by yourself or whatever. Um, if you're feeling that general vibe and you can block out all the fear and the nonsense, then you know, it's something to, I think, strongly consider. And that's kind of how I ended up at WDS. And that's how I ended up at various conferences and different things. I'm like, you know what, this feels, this, I feel like this is something I should go to. Or like, I feel like this guy, Travis, is somebody I should call and connect with because we have a lot of similar things going on. You know, it's just like a kind of a gut feeling. Yeah, I think there's a whole podcast around um, money, but but around like the thought of it. And, and for me, for example... Thinking of uh, when I went to WDS the first time, I didn't have a lot of money. It was 500 bucks. For me, 500 bucks was, I mean, like we were making $2,000 a month. So 500 bucks is like 25% of my monthly income for one month. You know, it was, it was a lot of money. And luckily, yeah, luckily, you know, I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger. I I wanted to. I knew I had wanted to go. It was the third one. I had wanted to go to the first two, but I was in Japan. And I just remember Heather saying, you know, it just go like what it's 500 bucks. Like, and she's great with that, with putting it in a different perspective, because I always look at it as, oh, it's 500 bucks. What can 500 bucks get me for something else? Right. Like uh, I could buy a TV or a couch and I don't talk, I don't really care about material things as much, but I think of it in that perspective. But I think there are times you can't look at what else is equivalent to it because you, the value is going to be so much more and so much different. And and $500 for a conference is way different than the $500 you'd spend on something else. And so sometimes you do have to pull yourself out. And I remember the story of a poker player and them saying, like, you know, the reason they play with poker chips is because no one's going to sit there and say, yeah, $25,000 and, and put it in the pot and pull out a huge wad. But when it's chips, it's different. And so when I used to play a decent amount of poker, I, I didn't think of it as money. I thought of it as like, this is an opportunity. You know, it's it's within this own realm. So I think it lives in a separate realm where you have to kind of push that off to the side and, and and think of it in a different way, just like you said. And again, WDS has, I mean, almost every single entrepreneur 
person who's location independent, people that we hang out with, that we um, talk to on a daily basis, that are part of the Paradise Pack, all that. 90% of those people that I interact with um, frequently came from WDS, from me meeting someone at WDS who connected me with them or from me meeting them personally. And so, uh, you know, again, there is no price tag on something like that. And I think if you are jiving with it, you just have to say, I'm going to do it. I just, I have to do it. Like, this is something that I value and, and it should be one of your highest values is meeting people in person and creating relationships like this. It's the best. It really is. Uh, I, I was wondering what your poker face looks like. I wanted to see if you, if you just shoot it to me really quick, I'll describe it for people. I just always, I always laugh, man. So no one knows let's, what let's to see think. It. I'm always smiling. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's so just genius or uh, if that's terrible. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> not the best, but, um, you know, that's, and that's why I never actually went, um, totally full time with it. And I played a lot of online <laughs> poker because again, there's not as much poker face needed. But what I wanted to do, Jay, real quick too is, uh, is give, Give people a few takeaways. Like, if you're listening to this, you're like, all right, you know, I've, I've been thinking about going to this event or, or I do want to do more in person things. I would, I would say that today, outside of thinking of the one relationship, the thing I told you about and seeing how it spreads out, just to give yourself a little bit of, of, um, you know, idea of how, of how important it can be. I, I would urge people to do three things and, and then I want you to chime in and, and maybe there's something you want them to do too. Maybe they got a lot of homework this podcast, but the first is to actually look at a calendar of events or to pick an event that you want to go to that you've heard about. And if you, if you have no event right now that you are considering going to, then search it out, you know, start looking for location independent events or digital nomad events. I mean, there's a laundry list of them or, or any event. Maybe it's something else you want to do, go to. Maybe you want to go to like a magic the gathering, um, convention. Right. I don't know. Something that you like, think of something you can go comic con. Yeah. Or whatever. Think yeah. of something you can go in real life. And, and my, thing the, to complete the homework assignment would be to actually book it to say i'm doing it and put the money down yeah. or book the flight or whatever it is you buy have the to ticket do. buy the ticket exactly the second thing yeah. i would urge you is like when you're there make sure you reach out to one or two people either that you know ahead of time that, that you want to reach out to or someone there like take one extra step where you feel uncomfortable and go and introduce yourself to someone and then the follow-up and this is in the future then is to actually then follow up with one or two people. Uh, let's set, set it at one. One person that you felt the deepest, best connection with, follow up with them after the event. It, it really is as simple as that. Yeah, it's it's a great excuse to travel too. You know, I mean, we're, we're all here because we love travel. That's one of the big reasons we want to be location independent. Yeah, we want to control our time. And for many people, that's because we want to travel more. You want to infuse more travel in your life. And going to an event somewhere is... Uh, it's just another great way to travel. You know, I mean, I've done it through events like the conferences we've talked about. Um, we're putting on our own little event down in Austin, Texas. We can share that in a minute. Um, it's actually called done the it for Big like, Gathering, though. So it's not, it's a little right. event, kind of, but it's called the Big Gathering. So that, that's true. Yeah, it's our big community gathering. And, um, you know, music is a great example, too. It's like, hey, I want to go see this show. Like, I remember in college once we, we wanted to see Pearl Jam. You know, they were playing in New York. So we all hopped in the car. We got tickets. We drove. We saw the show. And like we stayed up all night and we drove back. And it was like an awesome, memorable road trip. It was just an excuse to go and take a road trip and party and see a band that uh, that we love to see live. And it was it's great. So, I mean, it's always worth it. And I mean, I think your homework assignment's great because a lot of people list like, Travis, you and I, we love to go to events and we're extroverts. But even... With that personality type, 
I still get nervous going. I almost like, if didn't I'm go going... on this bike ride yesterday, and not right, and, and not because it was too cold because I didn't know that beforehand. Um, but because I was like, well, I mean, it's so easy to stay in. I've got some work yeah. to do around the house. Like no one else is going. It's just a bike ride. I could go to the next one. Like, and I I love biking and I love meeting people. And I right. still almost didn't go. So I I can only imagine what it's like for for a lot of people who everyone feels yeah. that. Everyone feels that. Not that's just what I, you that's if where you're I was getting at. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I can appreciate if this is like a big step for you, and you're listening to this, and you're like, man, I I don't really, I'm not the type to go to a, an event by myself. And I can tell you, I am that type, and I still get nervous when I go, and and or or like you know, just kind of like, oh, you know, how am I going to open conversation? But it's just, I think it's just normal type of stuff. Just got to push past it and. and commit to these uh doing more of these things yeah I think. And, and two more points very quickly about about doing this in-person stuff going to a, a either meetup or or anything like that one we didn't even talk about this but usually coming away from one of those things especially a conference or something a multi-day thing you get so much motivation and energy so a as you mentioned the vibe you know you're taking that home with you so not only are you meeting people but that can help spur you on and pull you out of a rut just being around people and the energy you take from them and second the people who are going to this, every single one of them had to go through the same thought process you did. Should I go? I don't know. It's expensive. Maybe I don't have the money. You know, everything you thought every other person had to go through. So the fact that they went there too, I think it helps you feel a little more comfortable that everyone else went through that as well. And they're probably really cool people if they've taken the step to actually get there as well and weren't the type of people who said, eh, next time I'll go or forget it. Totally. We got about a minute left, so we should go inside LI quickly, our community. And um, actually, before we do that, Trav, and we've been talking about events, we're doing our big community gathering done in Austin, Texas in February of 2017. Um, already have some people in the community signed up. It's just for community members. So um, if you're a community member, you're listening, you haven't checked it out yet, we would love to for you to join us. It would be awesome. And um, if you're not in location in yet, um, we will be opening it up again soon. So you can always jump on the email list there, locationindie.com. And, and these we're, in-person events are things that we will be doing every yeah. year, multiple ones throughout the year. It's it's a big push of ours. Obviously, we did a whole podcast on why we mm-hmm. think it's important. So if you're not in the community, um, you know, we'll be doing more than just this one in Austin, February 23rd through the 26th, which is coming up. Yeah, I mean, and people are meeting up anyway in the community. Like, this is our big gathering for that we're putting together. But, you know, there are people meeting up in London right now. Like, you've met up with people in Myanmar when you were there. I, I mean, I've had a cra- meet up in Philly. We got, we're getting buzzed right now. I know. Sorry, Chris. We're going to go over because it's what we do. Uh, Philly, we did a big meet up in New York. So there's like, you know, always meetups going on around. But, um, yeah, it's just a great place to connect with people, not only online doing this, but then, you know, translate that to the real world, which is what we're trying to facilitate with Location Indie. So if you want to get around more like-minded people that are pursuing this lifestyle or in it and trying to sustain it, it's a, it's a grind. It can be hard. It can be challenging. As you hear us talk about on the podcast, we're giving you the unfiltered look. So um, it really helps to have that support and have people around you. Um, you know, one thing I should want to mention about this gathering, the, as we're calling it, the LI Big Gathering, Austin, Texas, February 23rd through 26th. Come get tacos and margaritas and we'll do some business stuff and bike tours. It'll be awesome. But we should say that both of us are nervous about running it because it's the first oh, yeah. big one that we've put together where where people are paying to come. You know, we've done informal ones. So um, on the flip side, 
you know, if you're nervous about coming, you're like, I don't know, I don't really know anyone. Don't worry, we're nervous about doing it because it's the first <laughs> one we've been doing. Like, we know it's going to be awesome. We're super excited, but there is that as well. And I think that nervousness means that you're excited about stuff, which leads to bigger things happening than than you could imagine, which is which is exciting. Yeah, and I mean, how we're kind of taking care of that is, is by co-creating this with the community. So, you know, as people are signing up, we're we're surveying them, we're scheduling calls with them to find out what they want to get out of the experience. So if you're organizing an event, um, you know, I highly suggest, you know, don't don't think of it as your event. I mean, think of it as the community's event. You're going to have to see, you know, what people want to get out of it, like how they want to connect, how how the how the group is and um, you know, adjust to that. It's not your event. It's um it's there. So organizing an event is a whole other strategy that if you want to be meeting a lot of people at once to be the organizers is great because you get to connect with everybody. So uh, inside LI really quick, Joe F posted this cool video from I saw Huaca, Huacachina, Peru. It's this crazy looking desert. He said, think this is, this is a desert oasis with sandboarding and dune buggy riding. Yes, there is a desert in Peru. It's an awesome place that I highly recommend checking out. Uh, I have not been there, but this looks sick. And he's got a video of this, like him cruising around, I think, on this dune buggy. And it it just looks insane. It was really cool that he posted it. So um, rock on, Joe F. And I know we have some people posting about uh, bike touring. Actually, Joe might have put something out there about that before, which Trav... I don't know. Maybe you're you're hardened up now for that. I might need some better gloves and shoes. Um, But Joe F., (laughs) awesome dude, um, doing some really cool stuff in the triathlon space and um, actually someone who came to the Philly meetup. So we've met in person and and had a great time. So, and there's some, dude, some of the videos that people are putting in LI, like we've got some people who are getting pretty dang good at video editing and and putting out some really cool travel videos. So um, yeah, thanks, Joe, for just another place to add to the list that we have to get to that we haven't been to. So, um, and thank Thank you guys for listening today. Uh, urge you, you know, if there's something you've been wanting to do, don't put it off. Go to that meetup, whether it be local, whether it be investing money to go to a conference or or going somewhere further afield. Um, go to that meetup, meet with people, and then you know, make sure you put yourself out there a little bit when you're there. It'll probably happen naturally if you make your way all the way there. You're probably not just going to sit in the corner, um, but you know, put yourself out there and then follow up because meeting in person um, is is just incredibly valuable it's invaluable it's priceless and uh we're big proponents of it and we look forward to doing more of it in the next couple years as uh, the location in the community grows and we do local meetups and big meetups and all that kind of stuff yeah i'm over here in norway so if anybody's coming through oslo let's meet up trav and i would i would really hope you guys somehow make your way out here again in 2017 or i will be coming there so I don't know. It's always a good time. I want to. I want to get back. I want to. I want to try to get the title in ping pong. But you are the man when it comes to ping pong. So I got yeah, I no chance. I don't know if that's happening, man. I don't think that's happening. But you know what? I'm, a man can always dream. Man can we'll dream. We'll see you next time. All right. Peace. Cheers.